Oh man! Hey everyone! So I'm back! I realized that my last podcast was in last November 2021, and today is June 3rd, 2022. It's been over six months, I think the longest break I've ever taken from this podcast, and believe me, I have felt guilty and shameful and lazy. And all those horrible words I tell myself every single time I didn't get a post up. And I've been in touch with a lot of people. Um, so many of you have been really wonderful and have checked in. And I've posted some stuff here and there on the Instagram. But in general, this has been seven months of extremely deep, deep soul searching. I don't know where to begin. But every time I thought to pick up the mic or I thought to pick up my phone and make a recording and just post something random and post something just as an update, I would record it, honestly, and I would never post it. I still have two episodes in the back burner that I have edited one of, and I just never got it up. And I got to a point where I just couldn't do it anymore. (laughs) I stopped my meetings with my producer. I went through a lot of stuff in the past seven months, and I think for some reason it feels like today, finally, it feels like springtime, even though it's early summer. It feels like I woke up this morning at 8 a.m., which if you know me at all, is a miracle. I've had terrible issues falling asleep and waking up. I woke up at 8 and something just felt like different. The energy felt different. There was a buzz. And funnily enough, my partner and my roommate both woke up early today and we don't know what it is. There's something in the air. I feel like, you know, it's a new beginning. And I finally, finally, finally feel like doing this again. I'm sitting here recording and I'm excited. And I'm going to start from the present and I'm going to go backwards. And so I just got off a really great meeting with someone that I've been working with. Um, Part of the difficulty of me having a podcast is when things are going on in my life that really can't be (laughs) public, I kind of just have to be on the DL for a bit. Um, And so now I feel like I'm in a place where, you know what? Oh, it's really not the best to be super open right now, but I'm gonna do it. Just don't tell anyone and my boss and my parents, per usual, okay? Um, I just got off a meeting with someone I met online. I've been meeting a lot of people online. And this is someone who was interested in some help with marketing. And technically I've been on short-term disability medical leave and it's actually not technically, it is. Um, In the past three months, I've been off work since March 15th. I really love the organization that I work for. I love the mission and I love what I do. But, you know, for the past two years since working there, since I moved to New York and during pandemic, my mental health has been at the lowest it's ever been. Um, Since I moved to New York, I've dealt with, you know, my drunken debauchery and deep dive into the terrors and pleasures of alcoholism really mostly terrors um i've quit i've gone sober i didn't drink for about a year and a half started slowly imbibing again feel like i'm getting a better control of that but overall still just kind of avoiding alcohol um have been doing therapy for the last two years as of last december (laughs) after um Just a lot of things have been happening since my last episode where my grandpa passed away, some horrible things happened to me and my partner, uh, lost some friendships, just really learned a lot about myself through hardships. I got on antidepressants and anti-anxiety, antidepressant medication. 
And so on December 11th, I remember this because it's my mom's birthday, I talked to a psychiatrist and finally I couldn't handle it anymore. I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating, and this was worse beyond anything that had happened before. I just, I couldn't function. And that was leading to a deterioration in my home life, in my personal life, in my work life. And I, air quotes, gave in. I felt like I was giving in or giving up because I thought medication was a last resort that you should do when you can't handle it anymore and you can't do anything else and it means that you failed and it means there's something wrong with you or you know all the terrible things people say it means you're crazy i remember growing up in the 90s when prozac nation came out and like being on prozac which is actually what i'm on fluoxetine um 20 milligrams thank you very much i thought i just meant i was weak but um in the last few years i've met some really really incredible people i have had Many friends open up to me about being on different types of medication. I've had the privilege and the honor along the way of people who are super honest about what they're going through. And I think talking to these people, you know who you are. Um, I don't thank you enough, but I hope I thank you enough to know that you know that I'm so grateful to you. These people who are open about their mental health allowed me to feel like I was supported to finally get that help. Um, so talked to a psychiatrist, kept talking to my therapist, got on meds. I was up and down for about three months. Like, you get really hot. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. Your sex drive goes away. Um, you feel, I felt like really stupid for the first few weeks. I was like, am I just like dumber now? Why is my brain not working? Why am I like this? And I feel like now I'm finally in a good place where the meds, I can definitively say that they have made my life better. My appetite is coming back. I still panic sometimes when I leave the house, but it's not this overwhelming, debilitating anxiety where I just feel like I can't leave the house. I used to feel so anxious that I would gag. Like, I still do that now sometimes. Um, I still have had some panic attacks. Uh, and But I know and I can tell the difference in that with this medication I take every morning, I feel like it's a little more handleable. <laughs> um, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be able to have that help and I'm grateful to be able to have medication honestly it's really really hard to see a therapist right now it's hard to find a provider it's hard to find a provider who will prescribe you medication and while I think what I'm on right now is great I am through kind of this I don't want to say I got am I allowed to say this fuck it I can say whatever I want right I am at a place where I feel like it's kind of a pill mill like they check in on you and they seem to care about you but I talk to them like 20 minutes every month and they're like okay prescription and then when I'm like hey I'm having worse panic attacks they're like okay up your prescription and then I'm like oh it's still not getting better okay uh let's up it some more and while I, well, I'm not saying that that's not a good thing I am still on the search for and I want to acknowledge how difficult this journey is it's not a one-stop shop it is not a prescription write it and it goes away it's a constant journey and it's a battle it's a war it's it's a it's a discovery you know it's a hike it's 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 constantly going and I think the reason why I haven't posted because I'm like maybe when I get to a good stopping point I'll post about what's going on and there's never going to be a good time and so today is the day and so as I'm going through finding the right mix, I'm glad I'm on medication, but I'm looking for someone who can maybe take into account, yay, here comes player number three, ADHD, woohoo. Um, I've been doing some posts about how I have discovered in the past year that I'm ADHD. Um, and that's a whole other thing to unpack. I was told at one point in my life by someone who, really a boss who I looked up to because I look up to all my bosses because I have mommy issues. Um, you know, I seek approval and validation from authority figures, like blah, 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 basic bitch stuff. But 
So she looked at me and she's like, have you ever been diagnosed for ADHD? And that day, I remember that day. That's a core memory, okay? Like inside out. Remember when those little marbles fall and like go into your head and it's like, that's a core memory. That's a core memory I will never forget. And as a very forgetful person with the memory of a goldfish, I remember feeling that day like a failure. Like, oh my God, if my boss is telling me I have ADHD, I haven't been doing my job well enough. I've been all over the place. She doesn't respect me. I'm a piece of shit. I'm a failure. Oh, la, 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 la. I just, I felt terrible. And ever since then, I have, you know, that was like maybe seven. Oh my God, 10 years ago. I don't fucking know. I don't know time. Seven, eight, nine, 10 years ago, whatever. I have done everything I could to prove that I'm not, you know, because ADHD is a bad word. Um, I'm not scatterbrained. I can get my job done. So I became hyper-focused, hyper-organized. Everything was on my calendar. I sent out meeting invites to everything. I took notes on everything. I would prove to her and my entire family and all of Chinese people leading back to Confucius that I am not a failure. I don't have ADHD. So I buried that. Instead of looking into it and thinking about maybe I am. Um, and also along the point, you know, I did ask people. I'm like, hey, do you think I have this? Do you think I have this? And also wrong way to go. Don't go around asking your family and friends to diagnose you. That's just stupid. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't say stupid. It's a bad word. My, my six-year-old nephew says it's not stupid. It's, it's just it's not helpful because the people around you are not therapists. They are not professionals. They don't know. And they see you in a different way. And if they come from a background like I did where being diagnosed with any kind of mental anything is negative, they don't want to say that to you. They don't want to prescribe that to you. So really the best way is if you feel like you are suffering from, and it is suffering because it's, it's suffering. I, it's a disability. And I just got to that point with my third <laughs> therapist. So, you know, there's therapists, there's psychiatrists, and now there's other therapists who is diagnosing me with ADHD. And she officially did. I got the test results back to lots of tests, got um, a two hour, two and a half hour intensive, you know, um, ADHD diagnosis session. I got the diagnosis back and I am officially, woohoo, I have ADHD. Uh, I have been sharing that on my Instagram as well, some posts, and I have been sending my test results and, um, test templates to people who also have shared that they're going through the same thing. And it was such a relief and such a boon and honestly such an honor for me for those of you that reached out and said, hey, I think I'm going through the same thing and we've been talking about it on the side. Thank you because I think by you sharing that you're going through the same thing, coming from a similar background as me, um, it was really helpful and it was... It made me feel like I wasn't alone, so thank you for that. And as I've been sending some of my test results to people, people have asked me, well, how does this make you feel? Well, um, confirming and validating that I do have ADHD, that I'm not, and I'll never say this again, hopefully, air quotes, crazy, okay? I used to think I was neurotic. It just helps to put your finger on the word four little letters that makes you realize how different you are than so many people around you. And I think for a long time I thought something was wrong with me or I wasn't fitting in or my brain was just moving too quickly or I don't know. Like, you know, in Chinese there's this phrase called salgenjing. I don't really know what that means. I don't know what jing is, but it sounds like you're missing a strand of something. Are you missing a neuron? Are you missing, what is jing? I don't know. I need to ask my mom. But I thought I was missing something or something was off with me. And now this whole time I realized I'm just different. Um, there's debates on and off whether neurodivergent is an okay word to say. Like, it's just like saying handicap. The word isn't handicap. You're supposed to say differently abled. But then you're not supposed to say differently abled. You're supposed to say disabled. I've heard multiple things. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyways, um... 
I feel like I've been spending the last seven, eight months really soul searching and figuring out who I am. And this ADHD journey has been a big part of it. I know I have anxiety and depression. Okay, I got meds for it. I know I have trauma from my childhood. Okay, I'm working on therapists. But this ADHD thing has been really new to me. And it's funny because I'm scrolling through my Instagram right now because you keep sending myself posts as I was like, oh my God, I've been do- I have this. Oh my God, I have this. And I'm literally looking at a post now called ADHD Bingo. And it says, stop talking mid-sentence. Well, that's literally what I just did earlier. That long pause, which this episode is going to be the first one I would promise not to edit. I'm actually trying to move towards a format where I do less editing because editing is my kryptonite. When I have to edit and go back and listen to my voice and whatever, I just can't do it. So I'm going to try from now on not to edit at all. And we'll see how that goes. Um, so ADHD bingo. Yeah, stop talking mid-sentence. Are you mad at me? Yes, I constantly think people are mad at me. I don't know why. Can you call my phone? I lost it. Yes, bingo. I have that all the time. Um, Scavenger hunt for wallet and keys. Thankfully, I was gifted a key ring thing. I refuse to say the name because I'm not getting paid for it, but it helps me track where all my stuff is. Um, Spontaneous adventures. Yes, I have been seeking dopamine hits, which is what ADHD people need. I need dopamine all the time. I want to try a new adventure. I want to try a new restaurant. I want to go walk in the park. I want to try something new. Talk to random strangers in the park. Like I love that kind of spontaneity. And for a long time, I thought I wasn't. I thought I was a planner. I thought I was type A. What it turns out is I'm actually compensating and masking for my ADHD by pretending (laughs) to myself and to the world that I'm really organized and actually not. I actually choose to be extremely organized because if I wasn't, my life would be a mess. If I didn't write down all of my appointments, I would know what I'm supposed to do in the next 10 minutes. Um, So it's kind of nice because I can kind of keep myself together due to these coping mechanisms, but at the same time, sometimes they can be so overwhelming that it makes me feel like I don't want to do anything at all. Oh, look at this next ADHD bingo monologue about latest hyperfixation. Literally what I'm doing right now, my hyperfixation about learning about ADHD, and I'm literally doing a monologue. And so there's so much I want to share, but I guess (laughs) the summary is that I'm learning about myself. That's where I've been the last seven months. Thank you for your patience. I do want to talk to people. I have been talking to people. I just haven't been recording it and sharing it with you. Um, I feel like I'm at 38, which I turned 38 in April, I became like this, I'll I'll use the words that my family describes me, like this crazy old witch woman, which basically means lovingly, I think, is that I basically say whatever and do whatever now. I have no problem going up to strangers and saying, hey, what are you working on? What are you doing? What is this for? And most of the time I find that people are actually pretty friendly back. I've been connecting with artists and comedians and musicians and other podcasters, businesswomen, um, just random people. And I find that the best thing about beating ADHD and myself, whatever this mix of stuff that makes me me is, I love connecting with people. It's the driving force of my life. I love finding out about who you are and what you're doing and why you are the way you are. I love knowing your dreams and helping you brainstorm a way to get there. You know, um, if you're hesitant about making a huge leap, I love you talking to people and pushing them to make that leap. Um, Because of this podcast, I've met so many amazing people in the last few months, especially people who have offered to help work with me and help me edit my podcast. And while I haven't been able to pull the trigger on bringing someone on, um, honestly, due to budget financial reasons. So if y'all want to support me on Patreon, that's something I got up recently. So just saying, um, I would love to be able to hire someone to help me do the parts that I'm not so great at. But while I haven't been able to do that yet, I have met, you know who you are too, some 
crazy amazing people i'm going to tag you in the post when i put this up uh just connecting with them and learning about what they do and the hustle that they have to fulfill their dreams has been a blessing for me so while these past seven months have not been what's the word not normal not ordinary i've been off work for three months um while dealing with these panic attacks and all these different symptoms i've been wondering what my next step in life is i've been trying to learn that i am not what i produce i've been trying to give myself compassion in that not everyone is going to be cool with the way i am or understand me the way i am and that's okay um I haven't told my family, <laughs> I haven't told my parents because I don't even know where to begin to explain why I'm on medication and what ADHD is, but that's okay too. I have a great support group. I have people who have taught me um, organizational software <laughs> to kind of streamline my life. I've had people who have gone on working meetings and working dates with me to teach me how to focus better. Um, I've met people who appreciate the random blah, 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 advice that I give them when I get excited about their um, business or idea. I found people that have fed my soul. And I think all of you know who you are, the ones that have I've messaged throughout this time, the ones that ran, send me random memes, the ones that encourage me to keep going. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for being that for me. And thank you for being who you are and making me feel like I do have a place in this world and I think it took me a long time to figure out what that is because I felt like I was jack of all trades, master of none. And I remember the person who told me that the statement actually isn't jack of all trades, master of none. It's incomplete the way it's been quoted. It's jack of all trades, master of none, but often better than master of one. So booyah. <laughs> and I'm trying to take that in and realize just because I'm not like an artist, a musician, um, you know, the best golfer in the world. <laughs> Just because I have don't have this one thing I'm really, really good at doesn't mean that I'm not good at a lot of things. And it's hard to say because the child in me that I'm trying to talk to and work through recently just didn't really feel loved. And not because my parents aren't wonderful, but because they didn't understand that my brain worked differently and didn't fit into necessarily the cultural or societal norms that I was supposed to fit into. I didn't do well sitting still in a classroom. I didn't speak English for a long time. I had to fidget, I had to get up. I, but I, I stayed still because that's what Chinese culture tells you to do, to be good, to be quiet. And then I went on to lead a camp that taught kids to sit still and be quiet. And I think about that and what that means and how I wish I knew this earlier, but how I know that that's okay because I'm going to take this knowledge and this empathy for people who are not the same and who can't always follow every rule. But that doesn't mean that they're bad people or they're naughty. Um, I hope to take this and continuing to work with kids in some capacity and continuing in this podcast. Everyone's just very different. And I appreciate all the people I can't even begin to name who have taught me to love that about myself. My friends, my family. I'm private, so I don't want to say your names, but you know who you are. So it's been a journey. Um, 
it's been a hell of a seven months. I'm ready to come back, guys. I miss you. I miss this. I miss doing this. And I'm just going to not edit from now on. <laughs> I'm even thinking about doing some live streaming, like Twitch, and just saying shit. Um, don't want to have to deal with my face being on anything, but I don't know. Maybe we can just do audio. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But last but not least, I do want to say I do want to do this. I do want to continue this. And I do need funding. <laughs> Um, I've set up a Patreon. If you go to my Instagram, getraw underscore podcast, or if you go to my website at getrawpodcast.org, I would love it so much and appreciate it so much if you can just donate like a dollar a month, literally a dollar a month. That's all I need. Um, if every listener could do one dollar one month, I think just seeing your name, seeing that support, all of that money, I promise, will go towards not myself, but paying for expenses, paying for the server, the email, um, paying for someone to help me edit a little bit and clean up my stuff in the future. Um, it would just be great for this podcast not to be a um, expense and just to break even. That's all I want, guys. I just want to break even. I don't ever want to have ads. So if you're willing to support me on Patreon, I'd really appreciate it. Meanwhile, I know that not everybody can. And so just, you know, your letters, your messages, your listening, your downloading, your sharing this podcast, your rating this podcast is just a wonderful, wonderful way to show and continue to show support. So thank you for that. Look forward to upcoming episodes. I'm going to keep going, okay? Um, when I don't, please forgive me. When I do, thank you for your support. I'm going to keep going. Um, it feels good to be back. Thank you so much. I hope that if you have any questions about mental health, if you have any questions about taking a test for anxiety, depression, anxiety, anything at all, reach out to me. You know I will answer. Email me, message me. If you're going through something that's really tough and you know you just want to talk to someone that doesn't know you. Um, I had a conversation with a really cool person recently that I also met through um, online, bought a piece of her art, and she's like one of the wisest people ever. I'm definitely going to get her as a guest. But she said sometimes, and I mean this in the best way possible, sometimes the people who know you the best and your family and your friends who have known you for a long time can hold you back. And I was like, whoa, what does that mean? And of course, love family, love friends. But sometimes what I have found recently is when you meet new people and you reveal who you are now to new people, it can be very liberating and freeing in a way. Because as she explained it and as I understand it to be true, they don't know who you are. They don't know who you've been. You can be whoever you want to be with this new person and there's liberation in that. And I think that's why people talk to bartenders they don't know. They unleash because sometimes talking to a stranger is like starting a new chapter in a book or the first page of a new journal. Everything that hindered you in the past or weighed you down or triggered you, maybe starting today with that person, you can be someone new. You can be the person you want to be. You can be the person without that trauma. You can be the person without that idiosyncrasy or that bad habit or that, you know, whatever thing that you feel like has held you back. So sometimes, I guess I guess what I'm encouraging is meet new people. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. I've been going to parks and meeting random people and it's been lovely. I've learned so much about myself. I did this thing yesterday. Is it a good idea? I don't know. Went to buy a plant 45 minutes up north on the train. I've been super into plants lately. They've been super soothing, love it. I bought this plant from this person and this was one of the most lovely people I met. And yes, I went to their apartment. I hope my partner or my 
parents don't listen to this, but I went to this person's apartment. I was very safe. I was downstairs. We talked for a while in the lobby, had really good vibes. They also felt like, okay, you know, we get along. I feel comfortable to invite you to my apartment. I said, okay, let's do it. If this is the way I die, this is the way I die. Of course, I joked about it with them because I told them if they kill me in their apartment, um, I have location tracking by my family. I took pictures of the front door. I sent his address and location and name to everybody else. Um, that in my circle, which is what I do for real. And we went upstairs and we talked about plants for an hour and we talked about life and we talked about art and we talked about music and we talked about just crazy things. And I think in New York, what I appreciate so much is I did this in a park with two lovely ladies the other day. I made like some beads that has my medication on it and those little letters. And we, I talked to them for an hour about their life and their desires. They're 22, fresh out of college, like wants to do so many things. And I think, if you are in a place where you're seeing the same people every day, you're meeting the same people, you're eating the same food, you're thinking of the same thoughts, you're doing the same things, cool. Routine is cool. It's comforting. But what I challenge for you today, this weekend, do something different. Talk to a stranger. Try something new. Do something that scares you. Be a version of you that you didn't think you could be before. Just try it. It's just fun. Um, I think life is short every day. I think about, I could die. And maybe that makes me morbid, but I think that's also what makes me no longer afraid of very many things. I don't care anymore. <laughs> life has beaten me down. Life has beaten many people down. I don't plan to stay down. I have had so many mean bosses. They are so mean. I'm not gonna get into that today, but I no longer seek their approval. I no longer seek approval, period. And that's probably one of the best things, I think, if you can find that for yourself, is the best gift you'll ever give yourself. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher by searching Real Asian Women Podcast. Follow us on our new Instagram at getraw underscore podcast. That's G-E-T-R-A-W underscore podcast. We'd also really appreciate it if you gave us a rating on Apple iTunes to help support and encourage us. We're on Facebook at Get Raw Podcast and have an online episode blog at GetRawPodcast.org. If you have any questions, ideas, guest nominations, or want to share your story, it'd make me so happy to get an email from you at Stephanie at GetRawPodcast.org. That's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E at GetRawPodcast.org. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it and we hope to hear from you soon. The music used in this podcast is by Kevin McLeod. It's licensed under the Creative Commons and it's called Glitter Blast. Glitter Blast.